0: Oh, hello. My name is uh, Jimmy Carr, and uh, this week I'm hosting Blocks, the podcast that was my idea. Um, And Neil gives me props for every single week because he's a mensch. Uh, Neil Brennan is one of the finest comedy minds working. If you're not familiar with Three Mics and Blocks, I suggest you pause this now. Go and watch those. Okay, you're back. They were funny, weren't they? Uh, Really funny, really open emotionally. uh, Let's talk about the structure. Yeah, well, structurally interesting, structurally very interesting. But the blocks uh, show you share a lot. Three mics, you share an awful lot of yourself. I thought it would be fun for the listeners of Blocks to do a special episode with you, where we talk about your blocks, we update your blocks, we talk about the things going on in your life, um, because you are, uh, I think, at the vanguard of uh, human
1: existence, human uh, behaviour,
0: where where tragedy meets comedy. I mean, your childhood, I would say. I know we're both obsessed by. documentaries your childhood it strikes me would be a hit documentary on netflix and people would not believe it if they had filmed it your childhood i don't think people would believe how difficult it was and i don't think you fully acknowledge that sometimes when i, I talk to you don't somebody your
1: childhood, said recently you've experienced as much sadness as any or hardship as anyone i know and i was like i don't think i because you no, just genuine i was thinking about it recently because i watched the
0: at the beginning of that uh it was like a cult documentary. Mm-hmm. And I went, Oh, Neil was had a worse childhood than that. So talk us through the beat give us the beats for anyone that hasn't seen it. The beats of your childhood.
1: Childhood father was a violent alcoholic. Um he would drink. That's already a movie. Yeah. This boy's this, life. This boy's life, yes. yeah. That's kind of the main thing. Like my father was violent. And at that point you're all you don't know where the violence is coming from, why, how often and it creates kind well, of of Well, there's a, a whole thing in
0: psychotherapy about where you were born. Like, I'm, I'm a middle kid. So my uh, mother had all the anxiety around the first kid. And then the second kid, she was able to be more relaxed. And you feel that you're, you're more relaxed as the yeah. second kid, right? Um, you were born where in the sequence? Tenth. Yeah. They don't have a theory on that because there's not enough of them. There's no theory. Yeah. There's no yes. book about, well, if you're the tenth kid, you'll be Neil Brennan.
1: My mother was, That's in, it. My mother was in labor for 45 minutes. Forty-five minutes. Uh-huh. I mean, literally walked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. She looked over, and I was walking next to her. Yeah, is, is, is with an umbilical cord. So, no love from
0: your father. Dad none.
1: Admitted, self-admitted. I did not love you. And on his deathbed, which part of the deathbed took left? Uh, wrote me out of his will. Wrote, yeah, disinherited. Yeah, and consciously, I mm-hmm. haven't lost his mind. Consciously mm-hmm. disinherited, mm-hmm. and
0: told you that he didn't love you. Yeah, me. yeah. It's pretty heartbreaking. To be your friend sometimes Because You you I can feel I'm like tearing up It's It's awful It's just Awful And then I look at Your relationship with your mother And the I'm privy to A lot of The list of rules Which you You sort of Name check in Yeah blocks. I name a few of them
1: Bunch of TV rules Like a lot of laundry rules A lot of sandwich rules You guys probably all had sandwich rules right?
0: I'm so obsessed by that. You had a list of rules that were put up by your mother. That are again, heartbreak upon heartbreak. Like the
1: food, the laundry, th- the rules, the lack of warmth. No, warmth she was enough. weirdly warm in a, in her own way. And in her defense, she did stuff that was like incredibly thoughtful. Like every night, she would warm the plates up for dinner. Right. She made dinner, warm the plates up. We all had warm. It's like a nice, thoughtful thing to do. For instance, I, and I, I'm more, I just spent some time with my mom.
0: Just, there's a straw there. Oh, I can, I can almost reach the, the warm plate. No love in your childhood in any, in any way that anyone else would understand. No, no, no warm, real empathy. Yeah. But a warm plate. So that's something, hey eh? If you're thinking about having kids, not as tough as you thought. A warmer plate, that'll do. I mean, it really
1: feels like that's. I could say the same about yours, buddy. For real. Yeah, but let's... We're, we're, no, I get it. But I'm just saying, like, that's why I don't have a ton of... You've got no self-pity, which is remarkable. And also a giant amount of self-pity. Like, there, I spent a lot of time feeling sorry for myself in my life. And then at a certain point, I had a story in blocks that you told me to cut. And I didn't for a while. And then I did when i taped it because i was like i don't i can't keep harping on this um it was a story about shitting my pants like either disobeying my father or shitting my pants and i chose to you guessed it shit my pants the self-pity pool in my in my spirit kind of went i just stopped two three years ago
0: i think we talked about this because jk rowling had a great line on it, which is, it's tough love at its toughest. Where you go, we have to have a statute of limitations on childhood grievances. I don't know what age it is, because it's definitely not 18. If someone comes to you at 18 and yep. says, I had that childhood, you go, oh man, you okay? You need a hug. you are okay. If someone comes to you at 25 and says, I had a really tough childhood, but you can't be meeting St. Peter at the gates going... My dad did was, you see? Yeah. My dad was a dick. Yeah, but yeah. you had 40 years. You come on. You you, yeah. you have to get back to That's past about that the stage. calculation for
1: me. It's at around late 40s, I was like, I guess. I gotta just stop doing this because I don't a lot of that before that was a lot of anger at my yeah. dad and my mom. And I like I was happy to talk about it. In fact, Three Mics was written as a the dad part was written for revenge. And at a certain point I was like, can I give him I don't want to just go slag him on stage. So I made it more, I put, I put some empathy in it of like, what did yeah. I owe him and what was his life like?
0: Yes, I mean, his life was, I mean, he grew up in the depression. Who, who even knows? But I think you wanted to correct that as a parent. I would agree. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're, I, you're, I, what's your line in blocks? Both my parents were born during the Great Depression. and They were nice enough to bring it with them. <laughs> uh, that was a Derek Delgado line. The director, yeah, and uh, again, great your line. obsession with fairness—it's a
0: line in your special. It's a great line. You give the credit to the guy that gave you the line. It's like, R- the, do you remember what every... I used
1: to do for a living?
0: Yeah, but it's, <laughs> but it's, it's interesting that thing of like your the 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 grievances, which is your first big block, um, holding. I mean, I thought the next special, if you just did, you could call it Grudge Match, and it's just all of the things where. It's the other great line in blocks, where we go.
1: I gotta be the only person who was ever asked the question: "You would you rather be right, or would you rather be happy?" And I was like, "Oh."
0: <laughs> and knowing you, I go, "Well, that's bullshit.
1: You'd rather be right."
0: <laughs> I mean, the, like the idea, like you're bullshitting the audience like, right? "Oh, it was a tough decision I bet for me." That would have gotten
1: the same amount of laugh. Yeah. Would you rather be right, or would you rather be happy? Right, uh, right. Let's mo- yeah, that would have gotten. Right. A- let's move on. Let's uh, move on. And also, that's the right answer. So, and I can
0: tell you why. <laughs> so the grudge is the. You've fallen out with a lot of people over the years, and um, I think it's a, I feel very privileged to be your friend. There's an extra level you get to going, no one's better at friendship. Like you're really good at being honest and direct and respectful, and you you add a lot of value. I think uh, when I first met you, I was very kind of drawn to that kind of your mind in comedy. You 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 help a lot. But also, it, you're very giving of, you know, lines and ideas and things. But it's also that thing if you go, you're very good at being honest. You're very good at, you know, it's a, I think, friendship. It comes
1: from a, I think it's, in a weird way, comes from a bad place. I, mean, eh. I remember yelling at somebody and I was like, look, I'm not trying to draw blood here. And, and then I, bought, I took a beat and I was like, you know what? I grew up Catholic and the truth is I am trying to draw a little bit of blood. Like real uh, righteousness and, and, and so that's a downside. But I think if I apply it correctly, it can be helpful to the person.
0: Yeah. So that thing of the, the resentment and the being willing to break up with friends is a very unusual thing. Most people, they they talk, they'll talk about ending relationships, but there's very few people that have talked about, I thought it might be an interesting bit of stand up for one of us about ending relationships with friends. We go, you're no longer, you know, I essentially, I suppose I broke up. My father's not dead, but I haven't seen my father in many years and I don't intend to. But that like breaking up emotionally with someone and going, yeah, I don't need that in my life is yeah, it, we, strikes me as quite healthy in a way.
1: They, I know, and I'm on the fence about it. Meaning, I like having boundaries. It, the lack of boundaries in my life was really damaging and painful. And then you go to 12-step groups and you learn some boundaries Now I, 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 and I, I had them and, and I never really administered them until the last couple years. And, and I still don't know if I'm right about it. That's the interesting thing is like, if I, if I say I don't want to be friends with you anymore, uh, I, it's always after a lot of consideration and a lot of friendship. And if they haven't, I think the, the main element of friendship is, reciprocation yeah it's it's i go to your party you come to my party i call you back within a day you call me back within a day it's just it has to be yes fair.
0: I, I do feel that thing of like some some friends that you feel like you're chasing and you kind of go i do i sorry why what am i doing here what's, what's yeah going i'm an adult I mean, sometimes if, it, if it's not if it doesn't feel equal it, you can't go ahead that's what friendships are that seems to be the point of friendship.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I, it seems. I
0: feel like there's a. I my theory is I think comedians have career dysmorphia. Oh, we all do, and we think, oh, my career's because I'm not doing as or as you know. Yeah. Wherever we stand, wherever we are in the hierarchy at the comedy store or the cellar, or theatres, or how many we're selling, or how many nights we're doing at the Beacon, whatever the whatever the metric is, there'll always be someone doing better and someone doing worse. And where do you stand? Yeah. But actually if you step back just for a second and go, well, that's
1: all crazy, you're all making a living telling jokes. This is all great. The, the, it's What I've come to is comparison is the thief of joy, right? Unless you compare down. Compare down. That's what I've been doing recently. I just go, ah, and then I go, but I'm doing yeah. incredibly well, but because you're in the... You know, it's like you watch a marathon and there's like the group of, yeah, yeah. let's face it, Kenyans at the front. And then they all, they're just, but it's like, dude, you guys are dominating relative to the field. But yes. you're only looking at the nine people in your pack or whatever. feel
0: terrible for tennis players. How come? Because the number three player in the world turns up. Any, anywhere he goes, the one and two are there. They're yeah. oh, fucking you guys. Yeah, like You could have gone anywhere else in the world. I think the great yeah. thing about being a touring comic Especially when you play unusual places. I mean, no one's there. No one's there. Yeah, no one's there. If you're in, if if you're in, um, if you're in Reykjavik, no
1: one's been there for months. I <laughs> know. Like, oh, I remember. You're here. Great. David Tell said it was great. He was in Alaska, and he was like, it was the great feeling to be the funniest person within a thousand miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think David Tell
0: could say that most nights in New York, but that's... I, he can say the most places in the, any uh, any place he's, in the world. But yeah, he's incredible. He's um, absolutely incredible. That thing of. Fairness, though, do you think that comes from your childhood and the injustice of growing up the youngest of 10 and it's, yes. having uh, nothing? I mean, your parents weren't poor, but they, they had so many children. They everyone's poor one. at yeah. that amount of kids. Yes. I think even Elon Musk
1: is going, eh, what are we going to do for I got 11, free? but for, yeah. uh, you told me that good Elon Musk story about the house. I'm sure you can't repeat it. Oh, no, I could repeat that story. Yeah. yeah. Where he was
0: renting a house. Tiny, yeah. A t- his friend came around. He was holding two babies. Elon Musk is in a small house holding two babies. A tiny house down the road from the factory, holding two babies, and the friend knocks on the door and goes, what? You know, came to the, you. You live, you live here." Yeah, didn't own anything, doesn't own anything anymore. Got rid of all the houses. Yeah, just because it wasn't getting him
1: closer to where he wanted to be, and he didn't like how expensive houses were. Yeah, there were the interest, it, it, the real estate in Austin had gone up so much that he's like, "I'm not fucking paying those prices." Yeah, I mean, yeah, fine. If you're fine. cheap, you're cheap. Crazy. Uh, it, here's what it is, I believe. Because violence can come from anywhere, uh, when I'm a kid, yeah. it all, every time, you know, that like post game thing. I don't know if you relate to it when you're a kid and you're alone in your room and you're crying and you're like, really, uh, mine was always like, this is so unfair. Warn me, let me, let me do something horrible. Then beat me up instead of, and I, again, I got the least of my family. So I'm like, you know, it's, it's a handful of incidents. But the fear of it is it can come at any time at anyone. Well, also seeing that, being exposed to that as a child,
0: you even you don't really acknowledge, I don't feel, uh, as a trauma. You, you acknowledge when it happened to you, but you don't acknowledge your first memory.
1: Yeah. My first memory is my brother fighting my dad. Yeah. So I do see it as a trauma, uh, but I don't. I think the lingering one is anything bad can happen at any point for no reason. So if I can create a fair environment, then I'm pleased and I can count on behavior and expectations and all that stuff. And so if I don't have that, I hate it. And, or it's what I didn't like about most of the relationships I was in romantically is like, wait, what? You can just yell at me for a thing you're making up. And you know, uh, the woman I'm with now pitched, Like, well, can you empathize with me for feeling that way? And I was like, I can't. And she was like, you're right. And that was like the first time I, I was like, this could, this is new and this could work forever. Yeah. To me. Yes. Um, an, An emotional kind of match. Fairness. Yeah. Like an emotional, like, oh, because you brought it up, like you can't just hold on to the if I if I say things to you that show you that you were wrong, logically, hmm. I have to, you have to agree.
0: Well, I think that thing about your, um, you know, you can't tell me how to feel or, you know, but becomes um, a very tough way to be in the world because it's, you're not living in other people's worlds. They're living in yours. And that's a very difficult to form relationships with that.
1: But I think that's what everyone does. I think you come, I think the ideal relationship is, and we've just found it at naturally is fairness expectations uh reciprocation you know like and you I remember you. Build- I
0: remember when we first became friends went on a long walk and oh a couple of long walks in montreal and you said to me at the end of it you said okay so we're going to be friends and uh when we're in the same city we're going to have lunch and hang that's yeah pretty much it that's the that's okay? the those are you the terms and you said goodbye yeah, And it was, I'd never had anyone set down the rubric of a friendship <laughs> and how this is going to work. And it went, okay. And that's what we do. We're in the same city. We hang out and we have lunch and we talk and that, and then we're, sometimes we're in our lives a lot, sometimes not, but it, you know, it really works as a, as a thing.
1: Yeah. I think you can ask upfront what you believe it will be. Yeah. Or I guess well, I, I, I mean, my theory on
0: happiness is it's expectations exceeded. It's like, why is, why is, why are birthdays terrible and new years is shitty? It's because the expectation is this is going to be the best night. Can't be met. You yeah. can't meet
1: those expectations. And you go, well, it's just going to be okay. Yeah. It's going you to be go, fun. okay, I have a question. I don't like parties. Yeah. <laughs> so how are we going to handle this? Yeah. Um, yeah. It seems like that's now someone would say like, you're Neil, you're so autistic for saying that, but I'm like, I get my feelings hurt all the time by friendship. So if I say, hey, can you do this? Yeah. And you go, yeah. Okay. Then there's no. It's then every no then we can resolve conflict easily. We can. It just makes everything. And the question is: Is that valuable? Enough? I don't know. I don't know if I've resolved the conflict with you specifically where you've been wrong.
0: I've been wrong a couple of times. And oh, we no, haven't had I've, a thing. We haven't had a thing where you've been wrong. But that's. Maybe, but I just talked about not complimenting you enough. Oh, but I mean that's <laughs> hardly. I don't think that's a foul. I sent you. Uh, for context here, it's another podcast, but uh, I sent Neil my uh, special and he was very effusive and nice about the jokes, but didn't compliment the direction. I mean, honestly, he had directed it. Honestly, I, got, I was asking you to do me a favor. That's, I'm not looking for praise. I'm saying, you watch it, is it okay? Like, I was oh, getting yeah. you to watch it as the slightly the professor of stand-up and kind of go, okay, that's good, or that's a bit like that, or oh, that's yeah, 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 too yeah. similar to the bit on the previous yeah. one, whatever the thing would be that you go, sometimes you have a blind spot. And I gave you that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. It's great. You just go, it's great. Is, is kind of enough, but it's that thing of like where that comes from. I know what that means from you.
1: Yeah. You've heard me give opinions about other specials that you probably agreed with.
0: Yes. I mean, I think you had
1: uh, that Montreal, that thing that you wrote in Montreal, which I think should be a bit of up. Oh, I gave a speech. They, ha- they did not videotape it. So pretty great. Did they not? Mm.
0: That's crazy. But it was a speech about like, it was kind of like state of the union of comedy. And some of the beats from that, I think, would be great. Like, people listen to comedy podcasts because they're super into it. Yeah. Some of the beats of that were great of, like, how lucky are we? How grateful should we be for our lives? Like, how few people can do this?
1: Yeah, Jim Jeffries was here last week, and we talked about how you told him, yeah. like, we're, there are how many great stand-up comedians in the world? That's, those are astronaut numbers. Like there's 60, I don't know how many comedians you think are great, 100. But even What are there 100 of on earth? It's like yeah. a very But your thing. In the your
0: thing. thing in Montreal was like there are 60,000 brain surgeons. Yeah. You mean brain surgeons, pretty impressive. But uh, a brain surgeon meeting a stand-up comedian should be, please. Should jerk them off. This is unusual. Or yeah. her off, whatever, oh,
1: whatever um, your thing is. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-proportioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm-fresh ingredients, and everything arrives pre-proportioned right to your doorstep. For less hassle and less wasted food. Ditch the meal planning blues and the grocery store run with quick, convenient recipes delivered right to you. Just choose your meals and select your delivery date. HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping. So all you have to do is open your weekly box of fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes to get cooking. Guys, I did it. They sent me meat, which you know I don't eat, but I gave it to my neighbor. I actually know my neighbor. He's a pretty great person. And the meat looked, I don't like meat, but it looked like the, I liked the way it was packed. It looked like good meat. I believe it was pork. Like it was frozen. Everything's frozen and good. There were like beans. I kept the beans. They were delicious. I cooked them. They give you a card with the recipe. The whole thing works. I get it. I get the appeal. They gave me pasta. It was great. It was great to have stuff in my house that I was just like, oh, I can eat this. And maybe it wasn't vegan, but I don't. Whatever don't most people aren't vegan don't you don't have to obey my lifestyle but it was just good to have stuff in the fridge it took very little I think it probably took ten minutes to make uh the beans and the and the pasta and it was good also I'm not a big breakfast person but people love breakfast and here's the new deal go to hellofresh dot com slash nealfree n e a l f r e e and use code n e a l f r e e for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash N-E-A-L-F-R-E-E with code N-E-A-L-F-R-E-E. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Okay, fast forward to the end of 2024. Who do you want to have been at the end of 2024? Think of your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of feeling good about yourself, being a person that sets goals and achieves them? If you wanna learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babel. This year, I've gone to Mexico twice, and then a couple weeks ago, I went to Barcelona to meet my lady. My Babbel practice, it paid off in Barcelona. Barcelona. To me, I've said this before, you wanna just not feel defenseless when you're in situations, right? If I'm in a store and I wanna know how much something is, I don't just sort of sheepishly, like, Argh. I can actually say, Quanto cuesta esto. And they know what I'm asking, which is this cost. So it's stuff like that that helps from Babel. Babel is conversation based learning built with science backed cognitive tools like spaced repetition and interactive lessons created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers. Babel's advanced speech recognition is like having your own personal language coach to help improve your pronunciation to get you prepped and confident for real-world conversations. Here's a special deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash B-L-O-C-K-S. Get 55% off at Babbel dot com slash B-L-O-C-K-S, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash B-L-O-C-K-S. Rules and restrictions may apply. Babel, Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash B-L-O-C-K-S. You got this.
0: The lack of appreciation is interesting. What are you going to need to see from the world that you go, I made it? Because I slightly think it should happen earlier in in comedy careers. I think as soon as you're playing sets and you're getting paid money... To play the clubs around the country. You should be grateful and you, everything else is gravy. We are doing the same yeah. job. Everything else is gravy. So the people that store they should go, well, i am we talk to other comics in exactly the same way. Like if I give someone a tag for a line, if a fairly new comic comes to see my show, gives me a tag,
1: great. It's okay. The, I, I, basically, I wrote new blocks that I didn't talk about in, in the Netflix. First one was Grievance. We talked about that. And now we're talking about My Lack of Appreciation. You mentioned it when you sat here a few hours ago that it doesn't read when you get a special or get a big check or you do a thing you don't it doesn't read like you're thrilled because you have such a measured personality yeah not only have a measured personality me i my point is i know how extraordinary my life is and i know how for lack of a better word talented or successful i am i don't often really appreciate it because life is so busy and there's always, you know, we're always looking up or we're looking down. We never look out. We never look out and survey the land. And that's the thing I have a hard time with where my friend, David Kabuka came to see the new special and was like, now that's the, he's uh, I think he's Nigerian. He was like, now that's the Neil Brennan we've all been waiting for. He's like you. You like he's, he actually said he was like you don't give a shit about anyone. <laughs> you just like yeah. It was, and I don't even think that that's the what the specials like. But he was more just like appreciate. He always goes like when I think of you, I think of you as like directing LeBron or doing a Netflix special, and I'm walking around like mopey. Even on the specials, this one I'm not mopey. I I wish I could take. I don't even think it's self esteem. I think it's the. Minute to minute feeling of being lucky or being because it's not even successful. It's more it's it's luck. I mean, to live in this era where comedy is respected in this way.
0: If we've grown up in the 1930s, it's it's not anything. Mm -mm. I mean, you know, it's that thing. If you go, it's not it's and it's always like that. The the illusions, the lies in comedy. It's always it's talent and it's hard work. Yeah, and it's always a mix of the two. You you have a, a, a natural kind of you know. Maybe you've got predilection for thinking in this way, and then you put the work in. But without the work, you nothing. Yeah.
1: And I even say, I, I don't feel this, but I do f- say, you're lucky to have a work ethic. Yeah. Well, it's a weird thing where we will
0: sort of, if a beautiful woman walks into a place, like a model, it's easy for her. She's good looking. But I was chatting to her, it's like an IQ of 180. Mm-hmm. What the, the fuck are you talking about? She's beautiful. You're really clever. And you were born with a huge IQ and you have a weird work ethic where you read everything. And you go, well, yeah, that's. That is a
1: form of like, you're, you lucked, don't but We don't
0: see that luck in the same way. Look seems yeah. to be the thing that we really see. And it rankles that people go, oh, that's just really lucky. He's that good looking. She's that good looking. That's
1: just a uh, luck thing. But also it's looks like, expire. Yeah. And that's, and our talents won't expire ideally. I mean, they'll, maybe popularity will, will wane or go up or whatever, but, but I, I think it's all luck. What would make it feel like you were
0: acknowledging that success? So when the new special drops, what could you do that would be like that you buy yourself something or go somewhere? I had or, it when and- blogs came
1: out. I l- was literally walking down the street there's a, uh, there's like Austin downtown, and if you cross the river, it's yeah. w- way like more woods and grass yeah, and stuff. No, yeah. and there's one of the roads streets. uh I was just looking at my Twitter, and it was all positive, and I just went and a rocky yeah, like ten seconds of just like yeah. Then you got to walk. <laughs> yeah. Then you got to get to where you, you got to look at them. There's just I, life I, I, makes you. Say you you
0: don't like parties, but I think the next time you do one of those, we should endeavor the people that you're close to. in life Because you're close to a lot of people. I mean, I, I'm aware of this. You're very close to a lot of people. And you're very good at introducing people, mm-hmm. but you don't often bring us all together. Mm. Well, it's it's very much a, a Avengers assemble with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like we're not all in the same thing. And uh, But I wonder, should you try and do that with us? Next time, should you maybe try and share yes, a moment? But because I guess
1: the the idea is I'm not gonna be able to do this. I think it would be great fun if you did.
0: Okay, I, like even in a do non in, in a non jokey way, I think it'd be great. I to teared kind of, up telling you that, but you, like you, I, it means a lot to me. But it, you came from you came to comedy late. You already I established, came to stand up late. Yeah, comedy early, knew what you wanted to do. Uh, you know, directed one of the seminal shows of the last twenty and years. Wrote, and, wrote. and wrote, yeah, and and came to comedy late and then it, you know this is the third netflix special so in terms of appreciation it's like
1: you did it yeah i well, that's the thing is i know here's part of it is i know that yeah i know what i the the journey um mm. but i think most people most other people don't they're just like well i've done nine like or whatever the people that Most would be at the, of the party, people, yeah.
0: But yeah, you know, I I yes. understand.
1: I I would. Here's what I would say: We all have to do it. Yes, I think so. And, and if you, you haven't day, done a Netflix special, you, you, know, you literally if, have to face the wall. You know how the greatest watch. line
0: on this? Uh, Noel Gallagher had a great line on this. What was? Well, he was talking about who's the the biggest band or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, someone I don't know who who it was came after them that sold way more records yeah. and did way better. And he went, yeah, but we mean more to people. He's right. And that thing of you go, yeah, that's the... I don't...
1: I, now I would say, like, the, I don't the, mean more to people the, than... I'll, I would say I don't mean more to people than most of the people that would be at the party. Well, okay, but the... the You would say that, Matts. Uh, maybe. Uh, I think it's also that thing if you go, what's
0: the, what's the hidden metric of comedy? Because there's one metric is Netflix specials, one is ticket sales, mm-hmm. and they're very easy to measure. Yeah. So we, we tend to go to the things that we can measure. But actually... The the metric should be the the joy that people walk out of a show with, or what stays with people. Like, I suppose songs do it very nicely because sometimes you you hear a song and it stays, it's in your head, it's an earworm, it's it's there, it changes the way you think about that thing mm-hmm. forever. I think sometimes if I write a great joke, it stays with people and they kind of remember yeah. that for you, and it becomes something that they you know quote and it becomes their their thing. Or sometimes a sticky phrase. And yeah. I sometimes think ideas in your show. They last a long time in people's
1: minds. It's really yeah. I I mean, I think the champ of of that is Chris Rock from Bring the Pain. I think twenty five years old, absolutely. It's all current. It was he could have had a uh, a portable Chris Rock of just aphorisms and smart shit he said. He's an aphorism machine. Yeah, and uh, um, but yeah, I don't. I would I would argue that I'm one of the most inspired. That would be my thing. I would think I have the uh, actual shot at. Is like, I I can I work hard and I have a fertile mind oh. and um it's just a hard thing to be like, because you can't prove it. So you're like, I think I'm pretty, <laughs> I think I have a lot of ideas that I like, and I give them to people or I keep them for me or whatever. So that yeah. would be a thing that I would think I would have. like well, it uh, is, it's I an could,
0: unusual thing. I often will write something that, based on an interesting idea and then I'll turn it into a piece of stand up and I'm not as comfortable with up as I am with jokes. Like, I'm always, uh-huh. I'm always very impressed with your ability to get an idea to land in a show. Mm. It's quite an unusual skill. So, well, this is a philosophical idea, and I'll get this to land. So there's a million different types of sexuality. There's only one type of relationship.
1: There's, like, dozens of new gender and sexual orientations. There's still only one relationship orientation toward marriage. Who go, what about polyamory? There's no tax cuts for polyamory. Stop it. <laughs>
0: and you land it yeah The really interesting idea when you, you you land it you make it fun and it's it's kind of you and kind of as an audience member you go oh yeah that's yeah that's, yeah. that's interesting yeah
1: i don't walk around knowing i wrote that Do you know what i right. mean like i don't and that is a thing that it's all my whole goal which i've said to you is most of my goals now are emotional right, right. it's not like and then i gotta do i gotta it's just no i want to i want to do whatever and feel great yeah and so that's, that's a very hard thing to, ma- to, to get to because it's so, you know, there's not... You can't really watch YouTube videos about it. Or, I have to have a mind shift, you know? Well, it's that thing of you, you also go the, the,
0: the journey is the fun. Like putting this, putting this special together is the fun. And then when it's done, you kind of go, okay, well, I'm doing another one. Mm-hmm. I'm writing another thing. I'm going to do something else. Yeah.
1: And um, you have to have ideas for that. So that's where I'm lucky in that like I can generate a good amount of material.
0: Yeah. Well, let's do another block. Um you worry about love ending.
1: Yeah. The I once said about my girlfriend, if she broke up with me, I would be heartbroken and relieved. And I told her that I said it. It's like kind of one of those things. We've also had a few moments where it was like, I shouldn't say this, but I, I'll say it. And then we, she's like, "Oh, I agree," you know, or she thinks it's funny or whatever. I say that because I'm getting to the point where, uh, so, so sh- uh, society-wise, like a uh, little old to be single and dating, right? It's like, and so if if I if she breaks up with me, I feel reject. I'm a I'm a loser, but I'm not an asshole. If I break up with her, I'm an asshole and a little old to be single. I'm worried about committing to a person. And then I just wake up and it's gone. It's like when people talk about being broken up with or fall, being in love. And then the, I was like, have you ever fallen out of love with somebody? Cause it's terrifying. Cause it's like, you go, we got you, to, you guys share a car or let's say it's your car that she goes in and then you you guys go to the car and it's gone. You when you aren't in love with somebody it's terrifying. You feel awful. You you're so I'm worried about that as like with heading into a the, relationship with somebody.
0: The, you know Esther Perel is maybe the best writer on this. The 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 two, you know mating in captivity and the strange state of affairs uh the state of affairs rather. Um and she talks about like she's been in love three times in her life always with the same guy. Mm. I mean, the idea that it will consistently be the same all the way through a relationship. I think it's like a, uh, you it's know, the, a Western the, reason, delusion, the yeah. reason romance movies end with a kiss and when they get together and they never start with a kiss and they're together is because it's ups and downs. Yeah. It's uh, lots of ups and downs. So, yeah, you might feel like that one that will be back the next day.
1: Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's, so I, but like, it's a the worry because I'm committing to, to someone a, 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 and well, I'm like, I the, don't want to disappoint her. I, you know, I don't want to hurt her. I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't want to be unreliable. I want to be the kind of person I want other people to be other yeah.
0: Well, you want to correct all the mistakes that were made.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: There's something about where you're at now in terms of going. It feels like with the childhood that you had, and where you've got to in your career, and where you are in life now, you're sort of willing to take something else on. It feels like it's. It feels like there's a real liminal, liminal change, like a big
1: yeah shift. Yeah, it's it's phases of where you're what phases and what your priorities become and what your uh, kind of perception of stuff.
0: How big a shift was the ayahuasca?
1: Jimmy, I thought you'd never ask.
0: Yeah. This is, by the way, the longest (laughs) the show has ever
1: gone. It's the longest I've ever gone in conversation without bringing it up. Yeah. (laughs) It's made me, it shifted my priorities. Where I do actually say, as much as I'm joking about like, I don't want to feel like I'm not a big deal, but... Well, you want to feel like you're the biggest deal. In one sense, you
0: want to go... I'm one with the universe. That's that's you couldn't be a bigger deal. I'm a tiny cog in the wheel. It's it's it takes you it takes
1: you way closer to tiny cog in the wheel because you just go like this is going on in a million places right now. Some I, I couldn't even like I feel like once you experience God, you which I believe I did on ayahuasca and the various things I've done, it just contextualizes you but i mean this is it's amazing to have a list of your um your blocks and not to have depression
0: on there. it is such an extraordinary moment i think it might be worthy of one of those yeah you were depressed for 25 years uh, medicated um, pretty
1: heavily. Yeah, and well, just one. I guess two things at one point, but yeah, but yeah. but constantly throughout yeah. that period. I don't feel much pride over it because Could, I don't. Be, I don't think people that have depression are. I never felt bad about it. My family, brother, older brothers, be like, "Are you going to keep taking that stuff?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't care. It's like diabetes or whatever. Yeah. It's not so." But the fact you're out the other side of it, I do think is remarkable. Yeah, yeah I that's why few ago. people that have. Yeah, been through it. obviously. I see it more as I didn't really earn it. I suffered from it. I mean, when but, you look at, sorry, you, yeah. I tell you what you should watch,
0: Blocks, <laughs> it's a Netflix special where a guy at the end talks about all of the different things he did to get through his, he yeah. didn't sit with his depression. Like it's, it's a weird thing where you're a guy with depression with quite high agency and resource. I bought it. So you everything it. Yeah. and you went and got these crazy magnets on your head, in, but they weren't strong enough. So you went to China to get stronger, more illegal ones. Um, we don't care about this guy if I can turn it up to 11. But that thing of like going, you really looked for everything and you found something that worked for you. And a non-addictive drug, you know, you get the call, you hang up the phone or you you have the message from it. And it feels like you're exactly the same person I've always known. There's an absolute essence yeah. of Neil Brennan, but now you're, you're not depressed anymore. I, some, and how,
1: I can hit the gas a little. On, I couldn't hit the gas when I was depressed. You, there was yeah. no ability to hit the gas. Uh, Energetically, yeah. And now there's some. I still have. I can hit the gas. Problem is my face doesn't always do it. (laughs) Yeah, my face just sometimes just like I think I'm I'm really. I'm I'm kind of amused by
0: how little you you know how much there's a there's a there's a shot Neil has on his phone, his screensaver, which is the it's him on stage and it's the monitor which would normally have prompts or something on it if you're recording a special, and it just says smile. Yeah, and it's. So and funny I still didn't me. smile enough. Yeah, I go. I, I but was the make... irony of your job being—I mean, it's like the—it's the classic old joke about the clown. Yeah, going to see the psychiatrist, and the guy says, well, you're depressed, you go and see Pavel. Pavel's playing this weekend. He's the greatest clown in the world. He's you go and have a good laugh. That will cure it." He goes, "I am Pavel."
1: <laughs> That's funny. But the yeah. thing—you're
0: on stage, making people laugh, making people feel okay about what they're going through, because really, your sharing is—is. Is you know, it's hard to watch one of your shows and not project a little. What do you mean? Well, because you watch it and you talk about, you're very emotionally honest, mm-hmm. and it's hard to watch it and not go, "Oh yeah, I've got a thing with." It's not that, but it's this. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that that thing is.
1: Yeah, I, I as you're saying this, I'm like, oh yeah, I I see that as I I was so self-pitying for so long that now that I'm not, I don't. Uh, I don't even understand it. So if you feel like I don't give my childhood enough
0: well, no, power,
1: I, I, or not power, but just acknowledgement, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I with the ayahuasca and the depression thing, like I had time and I had a little money, so I could do stuff hmm. that most people can't. Well, it's so also I was, that thing of like, what has your fairness came from? Your a
0: a fucking awful childhood. Mm-hmm. You got this incredible ability for fairness. Like this, this you're obsessed by fairness. I would say most of your stand-up comedy is a dissection of the world that looks for mm-hmm. fairness. Yeah. And you look for things being, well, that's off. That's wrong. A buddy of mine said I'm like a
1: Southern to... lawyer. Where I'm like, Your honor.
0: <laughs> yeah, one more thing. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. That thing that everyone else is doing in the world, I don't like it. And you're willing to be unpopular for sure. that. So that that feels that's quite um a super like you talk about lack of appreciation, but it's my friend said this thing to me recently that was really um He's a really famous singer in in uh, the rest of the world, Robbie Williams, mm-hmm. and he's got a Netflix special. Yeah, he no, got, it's you know, great. Netflix uh, yeah. think We said I'm an entertainer in the classic sense. If you don't love me, I don't love me. Right. And I think comedians, all comedians, but maybe you more than anyone, are you desperately
1: want to be loved, but entirely on your own terms, willing to do nothing to get it.
0: Yeah, well, well, well you're, I'm willing you're willing to you're willing to speak to people. You're willing to yeah, go yeah. on a show and be super funny. Yeah. But like, if they don't like it, it's like,
1: uh, okay. But no, I, no, but you you underestimate to me, you underestimate my sensitivity. Where I'm like, I do the one person wasn't smiling. I do the bad Instagram message. Did I ever tell you the uh,
0: the smiling story from Montreal for me? Mm. That like I did a Montreal show. This is many many years ago with uh, some quite a small room. Uh, remember Gallifanakis was on before me just amazing so I did the show did like an hour and couldn't have gone any better and there's one guy in the front row looking at me like 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 i'd killed his dog like stink eye the whole time I said, well how what more do i have to do don't come yeah. to the show definitely don't sit in the front you're just gonna fucking yeah. look at me just nothing not one laugh and i'm walking out of the theater and he's waiting in the lobby and i went up to him and i went what do you And you went, I'm from uh, uh, Venezuela, but English is my fourth language. You're my favorite comedian. I have to concentrate so hard.
1: And you go, okay, all bets are off. All bets are off. We had a similar one where there was a comedian that we were on shows with where I was like, does that guy hate me? And you were like, you were on stage and he was miming your act with you. I won't say who because it's not important but you know who I'm talking about. Uh, and it's like, yeah, you we often misinterpret. Yes. the people's perception of us. Sometimes we don't though. And so that's where I I I'm open to the thought that maybe they they uh, there's some sort of misunderstanding in my perception of their behavior, but there are times where people just don't like me. Well, I, so, I think
0: you're going to have a spider sense for that forever. That's just that's locked in. You can't have that we talk about factory settings, and I talk about this a lot now with with my kids, like the first thousand days being the factory settings, how they are, what they do, how they interact with the world you want to give you want to give the therapist the least to do in the future mm-hmm. and you go what well, you couldn't give a therapist more to work with in terms of trauma and childhood, yeah in, ter- in terms of that stuff, and you seem kind of through it now, which is kind of amazing that's I mean, also ayahuasca where yeah.
1: I just became you know i mean my like I spent time with my mom a few days ago in philly and I was, you know, it's at that age, it's how many times, how many more times am I going to hang out with my mom? There's a terrifying
0: and, fact I read recently about you spend with your kids, 98% of the time with your kids up until the age of 18. Yeah. And then it's like you're you're begging them to come for lunch. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you money. Come collect the check.
1: And now, yeah, now with my mom, I'm just kind of over all the grievances and I can enjoy her more.
0: Yeah. I always thought that was the best bit of wisdom, Someone just threw it away. Someone, and they, you know, about parents and whatever, and they just they went accept the apology you're never going to get, and move on. Yeah, I thought, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty coming. good. Just take a moment just to go, okay. Well, what would it be like if they did? Then, <laughs>
1: I, it was honestly, it's this is a pretty damning thing to say, but it's the first time in my life where I'm when my mom dies, I'm going to miss her, and I wasn't aware of it before. I may not have experienced it before. And I'm gonna miss it. Like I will miss having her. Why you just got close enough right I it's at the end. she's done nothing. I've just processed enough stuff where I it also just feels kind of silly and useless to be like, so where were you in nineteen seventy-eight?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> feels like an investigation so she doesn't remember. I barely remember. So yes. why am I still why do I still have her under the lights? With and I throw a cigarette and I'm like so tell me about my job. <laughs> tell me about your behavior from so fucking long ago that I can ruin my also, life being there, consumed with it but is, as a fairness there, act, uh, aficionado yeah,
0: detective um, it is also what made you who you are you're a very unusual guy there's, uh, I don't know anyone else like you there's no one else in that bracket
1: I agree and I felt sorry for myself about it I mean that blocks is kind of a version of that it's like can you believe yeah. I don't. I don't have a tribe. I don't have a good family. I don't have a. I can't get a good relationship
0: going. I think a lot of people feel like that in the in the modern world. The, the things that you touch on there, where you go, well, I'm. I'm. Uh, how liberal are you? Which is one of my favourite mm-hmm. like, set pieces in there.
1: How liberal are you? Like,
0: <laughs> ah! you go, yeah, you 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 know, you kind of join or ally yourself with a political party, and then they shift over twenty years, and you go, well, what happened there? I, I, I was, yeah. It you know things change you go well i don't what was your line i don't believe i don't agree with anyone about
1: everything there was the mark twain thing and it was like during one of dave's trans episodes and everyone in the press line was asking us like so what do you make of the trans and i go i don't agree with them it's fine i don't and i don't agree with any single person about everything it's just not but it's lonely writ large it's lonely as as like the blocks all the all my beliefs sort of conflicting with people or conflicting with norms i've stopped at uh, something happened i probably ayahuasca but i don't i'm not very aware of it's not something i think about it's i've just been like look man this is who you are there's trade-offs and let's try yeah. to have fun like literally you smile as much as you i've smiled Flashing behind you right now. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it like you. I I can't harp on it. I was just harping. I was constantly harping. I I will say I still harp on some of the grudges because I can't believe them. But and I and I just I came to something a few days ago where I was like, this is not fun. It's just not it. My brain wants to do it. And I've had to stop. I've just gotten away from it as much as possible. I've just go like, no, stop. No, stop, stop, stop. Like, the first thought comes up, and I'm like, stop. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Not surprised. Look, you know, kind of all we talk about is therapy. It's one of my things. In fact, I'm dating one. Anyhow. Therapy has made me the man you sit before you. Only the good parts. A uh, common misconception about therapy as it pertains to uh relationships is that they have to be easy or right but sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great i happen to be dating a therapist and i've gone to a lot of therapies so we can have discussions about therapy or use tools we use that we learned from therapy. You don't have to date a therapist. Just go to BetterHelp. You don't have to. Don't date your therapist. She's not my therapist. I don't need to explain myself to you. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone. What I got from therapy most of, of all was probably tuning into how I actually felt about things and developing boundaries that were healthy, where I would say things, what was okay, what was not okay. Just little, those are micro things. They're not, they don't sound big, but if you don't do them, they can make your life total misery. Total misery. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash N-E-A-L today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot N-E-A-L. Therapy is great. It will help you give birth to yourself. Be your own doula, BetterHelp. You know, at some point in our illustrious love lives, we've all asked our partner the same age old question that guys have probably been asking for thousands of years. Am I Big. While MeUndies doesn't know the actual answer to that, or if your partner gave you the actual truth, but this Valentine's Day, they can help you look huge with their contoured pouch and ball caddy. I used to be a golf caddy, so I this this is near and dear to me. Every Valentine's Day needs a Valentine's night, and MeUndies is your perfect thirst strap to get the mood right. Oh, alright, so they sent me this the other day. Uh, they sent me one pair. 3 days ago and I I'm such a dirtbag that I just immediately wore it the next day. I didn't like I'll put it in the pile. It was like no, then you're going right in the rotation cuz all the we need all the new underwear we can get. And I liked it. It's good. The ball caddy thing is a new idea. Maybe with like old tidy whities, there used to be there was a bit of a ball. There was no room for it. It was like they would build it for, it, but it was like two dimensional. There was no they wouldn't give you extra depth in the ball area. And now they do. They I I'm I was wearing it yesterday, not wearing them now. Sorry. But it was me undies. They're great. Style, they got style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints. Me undies has a look for everyone. Try our sexy new V Day prints like electric hearts or lovebirds. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to four XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut. For everybody. But it doesn't end there. Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection, guys, featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And they care about their customers also because if you're not happy with your first pair of Me Undies, it's on Me Undies. Here's the deal this Valentine's Day, good things come in big packages. At MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash N-E-A-L. That's meundie dot slash N-E-A-L for 20% off plus free shipping. Legitimately good deal. Undies, Comfort from the outside in. You guys missed a heck of a hand gesture if you're listening to this. The ayahuasca thing, like I had such a strong god experience the other night on ayahuasca and i was just like i gotta align more with this it was so overpowering just like the idea of like love, god's love and it's like god's what are you even talking it's my experience with the god thing was so strong that it's like yeah yeah yes i yeah this is god being like yeah but i gotta <laughs> like what do you want i don't even know i barely know what you're talking about I'm so massive. So whatever. Can you let go of those grudges now then? Can you? I can. I don't know whether it's if you
0: want to repair any relationships or if you want to reach out to people you've fallen out with. But it strikes me that that's at some stage when you when you
1: can't remember what the fight was about. You it's a lot of it is like having stand. It's self. Regard. Yeah, I mean, I, felt, I don't I, want to be friends with somebody who doesn't hold me in the same esteem as I hold them. I, I just, just don't. It, but, and, it,
0: but it's it's right sizing the grievance. I I've, I've fallen out with very few people over the years. I fell out with one guy that uh, I had a, a crisis, and he put the boot in. He, you know, uh, getting cancelled, and uh, you, you go, "Well, hang on. That's if you if you can't be there for me when the bad when stuff is happening, be, yeah. I don't need you at a party." Yeah. Thanks. If I, oh, and I, I support you and it's a, that's a one way street, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. That. And you go, well, there's a, there's a pettiness to that. I suppose I could forgive. But you go, well, okay. And then what? Yeah. And if, then you're, you've forgiven someone like who devalued, you know is not going to be there. I feel like
1: I've devalued every friendship. If I do that, I feel like. C- I'm absolutely not. correct. You can be, I don't have any standards. You can yeah. treat me any kind of way. It, it speaks to someone who has incredibly shallow relationships. Like, yeah, I don't care if you... It's like, dude, what are you... I'm not looking for... I'm looking for dependability. I'm hoping that it's about low-level shit. I, You know what I mean? Uh, but you kind of have to prepare for, like, something bad might happen to me. And I also have the fantasy of I'm on my deathbed and they all come back. <laughs> so... Is that the fantasy? Is that the yeah and then my new standard is like i'll give you 15 minutes like again it's all just i was it's interesting though go on what's the poorly treated as a child and and uh and i've learned boundaries and i think i was friends with people for a reason and then once you find out that they don't have you in the same regard i think it's over because because again what do what's the point It's like, forgive so-and-so. Okay, then what are we? Then they're a person I know who I cannot count on. Doesn't seem like great. But I have a, a, you know, a hallmark thing of like, so-and-so's here to see. And I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) send them in. But I also know it's silly because they're not changing. Nobody's changing.
0: I don't know. I think we've both...
1: You and I changed.
0: I've changed quite a lot in the last five years. I mean, it's actually really since we've known each other. Mm-hmm. And you've been, I mean, to, to give you credit, you've been a huge part of my life in terms of my intellectual growth and mm-hmm. growth as a comedian and aspiration as a comedian. I How think, come? I, I
1: didn't. I never thought about that.
0: Well, when I first saw Three Mics, heard the idea, saw like a bit of it in Montreal, didn't see the whole thing, but saw a bit of it and went, this is, that feels interesting. And then got... I went, I'm only doing one of those mics. I'm not doing anything from stand-up, really. So I've learned how to write stand-up, and I do more stand-up now. And, you know, you come on a podcast, you're more emotionally honest, which is sort of the, it's a different medium for the third mic. And it feels like that's a big influence on my life, but also just spending time with you. It's kind of, it's pushed me in another direction where you kind of go, well, actually, what do you rate in comedy? I'm not really interested in the, in the metrics that most people look at. I'm interested in what's a, what's a great show that stays with people. What's a good special? Right. How do you craft that? How does it look? How does it think? You've been a huge influence on, on me. I, I, I regard you as um, a peer, but I also regard you as one of the goats. I, I really do. I, I really feel like your specials, I often cite. You, you often get asked, what's the, what's the best special? Yeah, yeah. The Three Mics and Blocks, I think, are really
1: great specials.
0: They're in, they're in the pantheon. Thank, you. Thank there's, you. There's nothing better than that out there. Into the proper shows,
1: yeah, and then I go, but I'm not even the 40th most popular comedian. Like, you know what I mean? Then I can I can discount it because a lot of life, a lot of my life is going like I'm. Am I? I feel like I'm good. I feel like I'm. Good. I feel like I'm. How I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to make it better. I'm trying to ex- explain, uh, explore. But, but then- also comedically, I mean, not just as an individual,
0: as a as a man, as a as a comic. Like, can you imagine a certain? There's quite a lot of. Uh, if we went to the comedy store tonight, there's quite a lot of people that you wouldn't put up against. You, oh, don't put him up because he's just been up. She's just been up. So maybe let's leave a, bl- a, a gap
1: between the next because there's a similar flavor. Right, You're on your own. Yeah. No one else is doing that. No, well, I don't do it at the comedy store, but I know what you mean. Like, yeah, I agree with the, here's one of the problems is I kind of agree with you where I'm like, I feel like I'm good. Mm. And, uh, but my popularity isn't commensurate with other people, so I go. I guess I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. So,
0: but what's the? Uh, but the popularity thing, I just think is the. It's the wrong metric to look at. The, I know, but it's still the, a really. Yeah, I think it's but the it's, one. It's only because it's measurable. It's so easy to measure how many shows, how many tickets, how many things. I agree. Does that mean you're a better comic than someone else? No, it, it yeah. doesn't. It's also there's a test of time. I'm pretty sure in no year over the last 50 years George Carlin was the biggest comedian. I don't think he was the biggest comedian even
1: when he had his big years. It that I don't two know. I,
0: d- I don't think he ever had.
1: Maybe one. He or two may have years. been. He may have been for a long time.
0: But let the let the record show. Yeah. As things go forward, lots of people that were popular at the time kind of fall away.
1: I think with popularity, I a I think it's kind of. But who shallow cares? In like, a weird way, but, the, the but legacy thing, I think, is nonsense because you're Of course, well, you're never going to enjoy whatever, yeah. it. But you've always got an eye on that. I, I, I think it's more just like, am I respected? And uh, uh, people are glad I'm around. I think that's more. And like, do I feel like I'm doing a good job? So, um, so I do think about that. But then it's no one. The the thing with popularity is everyone just it becomes a cultural thing of like everyone standing behind like I remember somebody saying like yes Shane Gillis is going to be the new Louis and I was like how did you decide that?" <laughs> like it just seems like there's a cultural wave and they go like he's got he's round stomached like Louis so he's going to be the next Louis and you're like and he's great and all that other, but it so I don't think I'll ever get that I and then I go why don't I, I, I get I don't know. that it
0: strikes me that you're being kinder to yourself in a personal Uh, arena and you've not quite got there in a professional arena yet to be kinder to yourself to take a moment and look around and acknowledge i agree and also being happy where you are the acceptance of going well if this is it if it all ends tomorrow my god what a run you've had you'd you'd never want to roll those dice again yeah this is this is a fantastic
1: life i know it's hard it's hard to contextualize yourself within comedy and then within all lives ever lived
0: I mean, in all lives ever lived, we are so far ahead of the pack. It's I just totally destroying. agree.
1: But then you go, am I? Or Because I've had like mental health stuff and bad childhood. and So I don't, I, I it's hard. It's all like shifting context. and
0: Yeah, the mental health stuff I don't think is, and I think mean, we've mentioned it, but we haven't made a bit, like depression for 25 years that you got through, that's like hearing someone had stage four bowel cancer yeah. and they're fine now. Yeah. Oh no, it's gone. It's yeah. been gone for five years. They're over it. That's like you have, because- Depression is one of the, the biggest killers in the nation. And it's, people see suicide as a separate thing. It, it is a symptom of um, depression. You've been through it like like a proper dark times. Mm-hmm. And you've come through it. You, I mean, it's
1: extraordinary. Yeah. No, I agree. How do I feel? <laughs> huh? That's what I said. My life is amazing if I could just experience it for one minute.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, I think that'll be about letting someone else in and uh i think you'll you, you know that's going to be about someone else that won't be about that's you, interesting i because i don't si- think i agree with that i think i think have to get there on my own there's an illusion in life that we're individuals there's no such thing as a baby the, the baby on its own dead in 12 hours it's nothing nothing without other people nothing without a, a baby and a mother is a thing baby and a father baby and an auntie baby in the, in the, in the stranger fine but a baby on its own isn't anything, and we're all babies. We all think we're individuals, and we're all so interconnected. And it so matters, and it feels like that you're a little bit isolated, but you're letting people in, and there and they're, there's a there's a there's a growth in that, and you're becoming more connected to the world. Yeah, I I and I, and I could see why you'd be isolated. I could see why there's a self preservation, there's a protection there. You're worried about. I mean, yeah, most of
1: the problems were. Because of people I let in. I was letting the wrong people in. And now I feel like I'm letting better people in. But how would you possibly know the difference
0: between good attention and bad attention when your whole childhood was no attention?
1: It was attention when I was funny. And it was attention. I did get a... The other thing that I have a hard time feeling sorry for myself about is like I was the center. I was funny from early and I was the youngest. So there's just tons of attention. So yeah, there's the parental stuff but i was so lucky in other ways you know um and i i do i am more cognizant of that as years go on so so yeah so now it's about like dude you're not help these grudges these swirls of thoughts and are just they're not helpful you just yeah. got to stop it
0: i found that cbt stuff to be the cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy even if you're not going to go if you just read the list, the, pattern, the list yeah. of thought patterns, you just Google CBT thought patterns, and you go, "Oh my god, do that, do that, do that." And actually, just knowing sometimes that that's what you're doing, yeah, is enough. You kind of go, "Oh, I'm doing one of those. Mm-hmm. I'm magical thinking. That's just magical mm-hmm. thinking." Yeah, that, because that, then that, or the you know the counterfactual thing. Oh, on my deathbed, they'll come in and I'll. This is just an imagined. This isn't anything. This isn't real. What's real is is now. And I think the these friendships and these grudges matter a lot because the other thing isn't there. But when the other thing comes, the other- I think
1: now I'm in a phase where I, or I have been, where it's just like everyone out. And now I'm slowly meeting people and letting them in. but like sort of having a better, because I had a ton of magical thinking about friendships and people and what it was going to be. And we're going to, we're all going to live in bunk beds and we're going to be mm. fucking. And then recently I've been more like cautious about like, can you have a friendship? Yeah, can you do this? I think you can. Okay, let's try it. You know,
0: well, comics become very good at getting on with people that they're, you know, from starting in the clubs. You're with people, you might see them every day for five days, and hang on a bus and go on trains and planes or whatever, and then you don't see them for two years. Yeah, and I feel like the difference between acquaintances and friends. Like if you're doing small talk, it's just an acquaintance, and if you get right back in where you left off, yes,
1: great, yeah. So like I'm having better habits with that, and the things I need were better friendship habits and better mental habits in terms of what am I thinking about? Because the thing with the grudges is I, have a couple of weeks ago, I was like, you never write jokes from this. I get no bits. It's just a, it's a spin cycle. Yeah. And then, so it's like, Neil, stop and write a bit. Just stop and go write a bit. Yeah. Like, a,
0: I, I do think that thing of like the, the you know, when comics ask for advice, there's a great thing on uh, the website, strange loop, not doing the thing. You've seen that. Mm-mm. Just about comedians, what they're what they're it's not about comedians. Do you wanna hear it? It's pretty good. Yeah. It's uh it's yeah, not okay, so strange loop at the uh I don't know who they these guys are. Preparing to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Scheduling time to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Making a to-do list for the thing isn't doing the thing. Telling people you're gonna do the thing isn't doing the thing, messaging friends who may or may not be doing the thing isn't doing the thing. Writing a banger tweet about how you're gonna do the thing isn't doing the thing hating on yourself for not doing the thing isn't doing the thing hating on other people who have done the thing isn't doing the thing hating on the obstacles in the way of doing the thing isn't doing the thing fantasizing about all of the adoration you'll receive once you do the thing isn't doing the thing reading about how to do the thing isn't doing the thing reading about how other people did the thing isn't doing the thing reading this essay isn't doing the thing the only thing that's doing the thing is doing the thing
1: yeah and I have a good work ethic and I still were like yep I I read that and I was like yep that's uh, totally true and it seems like most people spend their 20s doing that their entire 20s hmm. and then half of their 30s and then by the time they're in their 40s the, they no one wants has any uh interest in them doing the thing it's like yeah. you just kind of can't
0: getting the other stuff out of the way and I think I I think that stoic thing uh, I got a lot from talking to Chris Williamson this year. Actually, the Modern Wisdom podcast, the, the I mean, which is where that's from, um, the that thing of like going, do less better, do less, better. do fewer
1: things in a better way. Yeah, do yeah. fewer
0: things in a better way. Be a stand-up, just do that. And I think emotionally, going well, your friendship group is uh, spread out across the world and lots of different. I think just focusing in, and giving I think you you have a, a load to give. I think it's it feels very exciting. It feels like there's a new, there's the third act.
1: Yeah, right. I, I, I am curious about what that is. Uh, we also talked about death. The thing of I'm the youngest of 10. Yeah. I'm probably gonna have to bury. Statistically, I'm supposed to I bury nine. And I th-
0: think it is. I think you may want to invest in a mass grave. It's a lot. It's a lot of people to go.
1: <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it's really. You're right. How many graves? Does Do it I is- leave it open until the next person? Do I, until they all die? you crazy to close it. What are you, what are you talking about? There's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, you don't
0: even close it. Someone else, you just go there, you just leave a note right, saying, that's everybody. throw me in and then <laughs> and that's the Brennan's. Yeah, when I
1: start to feel very tired, I head toward Yes. The grave. Um
0: Yes, you're gonna have to
1: bury a lot of people. And I'm land. also worried about death. It's a weird thing. Are all your
0: siblings still alive?
1: Yeah. Because what what's the age gap? Who's the oldest? Joe. He's sixty six. Wow, okay. Yeah. So so I, I worry about death in uh, I don't want to die for my girlfriend like I'm, I'm really interested in like being with her and spending yeah. as much time with her as I can before I die and yeah, I often have that thing like you know before you know when there's turbulence on a plane
0: mm-hmm. and you think you're going down mm-hmm. what do you think?
1: I just hope the cookie gets there before before the plane crashes. I
0: used to have a thing where I went whenever there was turbulence I would always think I had a pretty good run I had a really good run uh, no one Yeah, I, I I agree with you. And now, I go, oh no, there's a fear now because of your before. wife and child, yeah, children. You go, you, you got babies, yeah. And you go, oh, oh I can't yeah. miss that. I yeah, I can't miss that. It's the <laughs> it's the greatest show on earth.
1: Yeah, no, but I I have received some mess- weird messages about like you're gonna die soon. And one of them was on MDMA I was like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, wh- and they were like, no, it's fine, fine, fine. fine. And then a few people lately have had dreams about me dying. So I'm like, I'm worried. Well, now, I think the biggest... This, it... this feels like this is the bit of the podcast that
0: we're going we're gonna to have to dig out on that day.
1: <laughs> no, I'm giving you footage for the documentary. Thank if you. they... I think I'd get at least like a YouTube documentary. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going theatrical. Uh, but now I think but about... That's, I mean, that I couldn't think... be more magical thinking. If we were trying to define magical
0: thinking, that would be it. That I'm not going to die? There's nothing to matter with you. You're fine. I know. Do you know what? It might be good to mark it as a thing of like, go and a health check. Go and do something positive that you can, un- you can go, I finish with that thought. Because I think that's going to whir around
1: for a while. So if I were you, I'd go, and see a- go and get a medical. No, I thought I had skin cancer and I was psoriasis. So like, and the rest of my levels are great. So I, I don't know. And then to two people who said they had a dream about me dying, there were different ways so I'm like, all right, this is. I think this is hogwash.
0: Sorry. So you think dream, dreams aren't real because they're not consistent? Okay. <laughs> no. I mean, also, if if
1: two people have a dream and you die in exactly the same way, that's just a coincidence. Don't worry about that. Right. No, that's what I like. When I figured out when my sister told me how I died, I was like, all right, well, that's totally different than the other one. So yeah, I, I you know what? Maybe we should do a public service
0: announcement. If you have a dream about anyone dying, maybe just
1: eat just- it. Yeah, sit on that. it. Just yeah. You
0: don't need to share that. Yeah. Certainly not with a person that you think is going to die. Because what are you? I know. A Native I'd... American wise man. I mean, yeah. I guess if you
1: are, then share it. They probably know something. Yeah, yes. People don't know how to discern what's like, you know, spiritual and what's just random. And, but even yeah. the thing where- But I
0: think also taking death as a, you know, let's be hippies for a second, okay? Mm-hmm. I said earlier uh, uh, on a different podcast, I think. I don't believe in an afterlife, but I believe in a next life. Mm-hmm. And I think the old Neil is gone. I think you were depressed for 25 years. You were a different kind of guy. And now there's a new you. There's a new phase, a third act, whatever we're calling it. Mm-hmm. So that's a type of death and rebirth as, there, as yeah. there always is in life. You know, you you kind of put that behind and you go, well, this is a new thing.
1: Yeah. I'd also just written a will.
0: Well, that will do it
1: for you because that's yeah. such
0: a depressing yeah. conversation of like, where does everything go?
1: Yeah. Well, why can't I keep on, keep it? Yeah, because you are dead. You are like bury it with me in, in a pyramid. In, in, yeah, yes, play, or in the pit. Yeah, um, in the pit with the other brothers. Yes. Uh, so I that's made me philosophical lately, and and uh, but I think the things that I would like to accomplish is more consistent joy, some sort of emotional resolution. I want some resolution with some of the my issues and and i would like to spend as much time with my lady as possible like that's what the that's those are my two goals they're not they're very not professional Yeah, I, it feels very achievable i think the
0: i think you have to give yourself a yeah on the through to the depression and out the other side and in terms of like closure It's not going to get any better than that.
1: Right. And I, I will agree that I, I know I've had an amazing life. I absolutely know that my life up to this point has been fucking incredible. Yeah. And some sense of that would be good. And I think. but
0: You do do have a sense of that in the intellectually. You, you can acknowledge that you know that and you go, you're certain you, you're thinking I will feel a different way. I think that's, an illusion mm. that you think you'll you think you'll get to the top of the mountain or you'll buy the house or buy the car or get the watch, whatever the thing is that signifies success, that you go, I, I don't feel any different. It's the 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 dopamine thing of going, I need I need the thing, I need the thing, and then you get the thing and it doesn't feel any different.
1: Yeah. I you're probably right, but every once in a while you get something that does feel different. Every yeah. once in a while, you're overcome with this. I think a little bit of
0: success in our business goes a long way. A little, you know, once you get the first, I don't know, whatever the thing was for you, the Netflix special, mm-hmm. kind of look around, you've got the house, you go, okay, we're doing, we're doing fine. Yeah. But acknowledging that on a daily basis, the gratitude, all you've got to do is practice gratitude. From my point of view, like to, to, to make good on that first ambition, to have closure, is just practicing gratitude. And you do, but it's like just more- just more, more consistent. Yeah, not more. just yeah, more of that. More, more gratitude yeah. before you go to bed. When you wake up in the morning, just great.
1: Yeah, I'm so great. It's I've done things I can't believe. It's unbelievable. So, well, you
0: get back to the lack of appreciation. Yeah, that's on you. You don't even appreciate how good it is. You can't even believe. I don't. You know. did it.
1: I I I'm un- underestimated. I'm underrated in my own head. Yeah, and I experience it from everybody else, and that's why I get so mad about it. But it's like, dude, you gotta. You started it. Yeah, it's like you—you you first. Yeah, like you know, I have. You're right. I have to do it. Uh, it's such a pleasure
0: spending time with you. And I, I mean, totally agree. The podcast is is a is a is a fun way to look you in the face for an hour and just yeah. chat about you. And I think you're great. I think Thank there's you. only better things ahead. I think it's you know the your, your kind of your growth and the fact that you share it with people so openly. There's a generosity to you that's extraordinary.
1: Thank you. Let's leave great. there. Great yeah. to see
0: you, man. Love
1: love you. Said it on the last one, still mean it <laughs> two hours later.